Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome to Noise Filter. Of course, I'm Hope, and I just want to welcome our producer, Graham Patterson, to the show today. Dr. Derry is traveling, so Graham is stepping in for him. Graham is wonderful, and he's been on the podcast before, so this is a no-brainer. So, Graham, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Hope. You're wonderful, too. Long COVID requires multidisciplinary approach. For many people who have experienced long COVID, their story in seeking treatment is the same. They're bounced from doctor to doctor with few answers and little relief. The Washington Post reports that this reflects a shortcoming in the U.S. healthcare system. The big problem for long COVID patients is that they're sent in circles visiting different specialists, immunologists, endocrinologists, neurologists, the list goes on. Each of these doctors only focus on one organ or system, and long COVID is a new, unclear illness with a wide range of reported symptoms. That wide array of symptoms shows us that a multidisciplinary approach is essential in understanding long-haul COVID. Immunologists understand how chronic conditions can cause the immune system to accidentally attack itself. We've seen that COVID can affect the heart and blood vessels, so cardiology must be in the picture. Some adults with COVID injure their kidneys, so nephrology is also important. Some medical centers have been able to develop multidisciplinary clinics, but there aren't enough of them to handle all of the long haulers in the country. So long COVID patients who are sent to specialists are often told to wait out their symptoms or even told that they might just be imagining them. That is always a a frustrating thing for me to hear as someone who has worked in Mm -hmm. healthcare a bit and just also has been a patient many times and knows that no one wants to show up at their doctor's office and be told, oh, you're just imagining it. Go home, right? Like like, you want a solution. You want at least a plan. What do you think about that, Hope? We're asking every healthcare professional to like hurry up and get on board and figure this out and figure it out now because and it's like unfortunately these things take time and so when a patient but lots of times a patient who is suffering doesn't want to hear that it's like help me now right right? and so more time more resources needs to be put into long covid so they can figure out what's going on and help them have the best quality of life after this so i know more and more money is being pulled away from covid But that's not where we need to be. More money needs to be put towards it because now we're seeing all these longer lasting effects of COVID. And it's just so many people that are dealing with it. So we've got to do better. Definitely. 
Exploring the Health Effects of Ageism Yale psychologist Becky Levy has demonstrated that age discrimination can take years off one's life. In more than 140 published articles over 30 years and in a new book, Breaking the Age Code, she found that ageism results in more than hurt feelings or even discriminatory behavior. It affects physical and cognitive health and well-being in measurable ways, and it can take years off one's life. So in order to find results, Dr. Levy and her team measured attitudes about aging in a variety of ways. They used questionnaires and tested subliminal biases using computer programs that flashed negative or positive words about aging so quickly that participants inadvertently absorbed them. They used small experimental samples of a few dozen people and tracked health records for thousands through big national surveys. Beyond reduced longevity, ageism can be associated with cardiovascular events such as heart failures, strokes, and heart attacks, physical function changes, as well as Alzheimer's disease. In fact, those who held more negative age beliefs at younger ages, so in other words, we're talking about when I'm younger, I have ageism towards older people, then when I become older, I would likely experience a sharper decline in the volume of the hippocampus, which is the brain region associated with memory. This is kind of mind-blowing. You'd expect you maybe to see this in you maybe like a psychological effects, but to actually see a volume decline, it really shows hope, right? The power of the mind. Truly the power of the mind, like you manifest the changes in your brain and as in a younger age, it's, it's, it's insane. Right. Additionally, Levy's group found that older people with positive views of aging performed better on hearing tests and memory tests. They also were less likely to develop psychiatric illnesses like anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and suicidal thoughts. Levy and her colleagues estimate that age discrimination, negative age stereotypes, and negative self-perceptions of aging lead to 63 billion dollars in excess annual spending on common health conditions like cardiovascular and respiratory disease, diabetes, and injuries. Wow. Wow. Levy has found reason for optimism, though, saying that damaging ideas about age can change. Using the same subliminal techniques that measure stereotypical attitudes, her colleagues have been able to enhance a sense of competence and value among older people. It's been so remarkable that researchers in many other countries have replicated their results. Levy says that together we can't create beliefs, but we can activate them as we can come together to be more positive around older adults. Again, that's what we were talking about, like power of the mind, right? Like, and it's crazy because in other cultures and other countries, like elders are revered. True. But but here it's just something has changed. Yeah. And where it is not the same anymore. It's like the older generations are forgotten and just put aside like they aren't useful anymore after a certain point. But you know what? I think and it's funny because I'm in the communication field, so I shouldn't even be saying this. But like, you know, media perpetuates this. The way we look at getting older in this country is is really detrimental. It really is. And I think like this just goes to prove how much our stereotypes play into what 
than happens in real life. I I remember Hope, like, you know, as you know, I went to grad school in Europe. And when I first got there, I was going to university in Budapest. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked because you'd go out in the evening where you would usually in the US, you know, you're mostly going to see people in like their 20s, maybe 30s, you know, and you would see people of all ages, like all the way up to like, you know, your grandma and grandpa, like walking around hand in hand, like, you know, having a drink and enjoying the evening. It felt like society was so much more integrated on like an age, you know, basis rather than here. So yeah, really interesting. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.